pressure. Oh, he goes down. Frank Clark got him. And this game is over. And so is the 50-year drought between Super Bowls. San Francisco going to the Super Bowl with a big win tonight over Green Bay. It's going to be a heck of a matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, fellow Wizards. Welcome to your Super Bowl 54 preview. I'm your host, Andrew Smolar, and today I welcome back Mr. Frisbee on my show today. So, Mr. Frisbee, how do you feel being back on the show? We had a solid 500,000 views of our last podcast, Andrew, so I feel great. We're hoping to top that number this time. Let's get it. Let's get to a million this time, Mr. Frisbee. Let's what do, do you it. say? Let's do it. Let's do it. Bills are still not in the Super Bowl, by the way. Are the Giants? Uh, no, they are not. Well... We will see who is in the Super Bowl. So, after a long offseason of free agency, the draft and training camp, the preseason, 256 regular season games, and 10 playoff games, we have at last reached Super Bowl 54 at Hard Rock Stadium this Sunday. Our final contestants to voice the Lombardi Trophy in 2020 are the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Frisbee, what are your initial thoughts on the matchup? Uh, my initial thoughts on the matchup are that I got every pick wrong pretty much leading up to this game. So my initial thoughts are just that, my initial thoughts, because I didn't think we were going to be here. Uh, I'll let you run through all of your... Uh, you know, numbers of the game here, and as it's going on here, I'll make my prediction towards the end here. Alrighty, I don't think too many people had the 49ers versus Chiefs as their Super Bowl matchup, but here we are. That's our matchup that we're handed. So quickly, I'll go over what these teams did throughout the offseason and the season to reach the Super Bowl. So first, the AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs were coming off of a heartbreaking finish in the 2019 AFC Championship game against the Patriots when they had several leads in the fourth quarter, just couldn't hang on, D. Ford went off sides, and then major changes on defense after the season follows. They cut Eric Berry, Justin Houston, and traded D. Ford while they acquired Frank Clark and signed Tyron Matthew. They also fired their defensive coordinator a year ago in Bob Sutton and hired Steve Pagnuolo to replace him. They also recently added Terrell Suggs late in the season. The results have been improved. They're 7th in defense points per game this year, 17th in yards per game. Pass defense is a respectable 8th. They're near the bottom of the league in most statistical categories in 2018, so I think a good amount of improvement with the Chiefs defense. D. Ford is now in the 49ers one of the uh, main pieces of the 49ers defensive line. 49ers defense has a fearsome front seven, and D. Ford is a big part of it. It's funny how things work out. Um, but the Chiefs happily got Frank Clark to replace him. I'd say the results have been fairly similar for both sides, but either way, the Chiefs made some big changes on defense, which I think helped them be able to reach the Super Bowl this season. Their offense was electric again, being sixth in yards per game. Passing was fifth. And they're fifth in scoring, and as we've seen in the postseason, their offense is as quick strike as any National Football League. That's putting it lightly. I mean, if you watched any of their games this year, especially the one against the uh, Titans, or excuse me, the, uh, the Texans, they were down, what, 24 points at one point? And I, I think it was like four minutes of actual football time they went from being down 24 to down three. It's insane how quick they could strike and how fast they could strike. They were down 24 to nothing, and by the end of the quarter, they were up 28 to 24, which I don't think many teams are capable of coming back from in the National Football League. It's interesting, though. Do you think they can actually do that against a defense like the 49ers, though, if it happens during this game? I wouldn't count them out. I think it would be 
harder than to do against the Texans, but just considering that they were down 24 to nothing and up 28 to 24 after one quarter just shows that they're never out of a game no matter what the score is. The Chiefs finished 12 and 4. They got they were the second seed thanks to the Dolphins shocking the Patriots in week 17. As we've showed, they have quick strike offense and comeback ability versus the Texans and Titans. Since Patrick Mahomes came back, they've looked as scary as any team. Next, the NFC champion 49ers were coming off of a abysmal season where they were 4-12. Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL in Week 3, ironically against the Chiefs. He missed the rest of the season. 2018 49ers were supposed to be what the 2019 49ers ended up being. Even though it was a rough 2018 season, they were able to draft Nick Bosa with the second overall pick from a year ago. And similarly to D Ford, Nick Bosa has become a huge part of the 49ers fearsome front seven. Exactly. You, you took the words out of my mouth with uh, Garoppolo tearing his ACL in the fourth quarter against the Chiefs. I just think it's ironic that they got Nick Bosa in after that 4-12 and season that they went on to, and he could be one of the biggest parts of this game in uh, stopping Mahomes from getting the ball out quickly to those receivers. Their defense ranked second in yards per game and passing yards per game. They were also eighth in scoring. As we've noted earlier, they acquired D. Ford from the Chiefs, who had six and a half sacks in just eight games. He was injured a good chunk of the end of the year. He came back in the playoff time. He's also a big part of their front seven. A healthy Jimmy Garoppolo this year led an offense that ranked second in the NFL in points per game in 29.9. He was helped with the additions of Tevin Coleman plus a three-headed monster at running back that's emerged with Brita and Raheem Mostert, which we really saw on display against the Green Bay Packers. I think that's one of the big keys to the game for the 49ers. I mean, you watch them just pound the ball against the Packers, and the Chiefs, if they have a vulnerability, it's against the run. And uh, if they're able to impose their will and run the ball like they did against the uh, Packers, there's gonna, they're going to be in trouble, the Chiefs. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball, what, like eight times against the Packers, and they still won by 17? I think you could have quarterbacked that game, and they could have won. I mean, Raheem Mostert carried that offense, really, and their running game just carried them straight to the Super Bowl. They barely had to really do anything, and they still won by a lot. The midseason trade of Emmanuel Sanders also helped them. He gave him another number one receiver combined with Debo Samuel, Marquise Goodwin, in the continued emergence of George Kittle as really the best tight end in the National Football League has Jimmy Garoppolo with no shortage of weapons on offense. One of the things I looked up during this was uh, a record for Super Bowl tight end receiving yards is 116 yards by Gronk. And there's two prominent tight ends in this game, probably the best two in the NFL in Kelsey Absolutely. and Kittle. Absolutely. So that could be a record that you see broken during this game if it turns into a shootout. The over-under right now is 54, which indicates it could be you know, a high-scoring game as far as the gambling community is concerned. So from that aspect, that means there are going to be a lot of scoring. So if there's throwing the ball back and forth, we could see that record broken by two awesome tight ends. Oh, yeah. And certainly as you said in my opinion they're definitely the two best tight ends in the National Football League I could see this definitely being a shootout maybe similarly to what we saw a few years ago between the Eagles and the Patriots it could certainly shatter the the over and if it's a shootout look out gambling is going to go through the roof 
The 49ers finished 13-3 as NFC West champions in the first seed, but don't be fooled, it was not that easy. They barely held on by four inches against the Seahawks in Week 17. Had the Seahawks broken the plane of the end zone, they would have been a five seed, had to travel to Philly for a wildcard game. Instead, they got the week off, and then they rolled right through the Vikings and the Packers. That's crazy. I didn't know that 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 was that close. I still think they probably would have made it all the way through to here just looking at the way that they play on defense. They would have crushed Philly across the country. I still think we would have ended up in the same position, but I never knew that that was that close to not being a number one seed. Seahawks pushed them right to the very edge. The NFC was a very top-heavy playoff picture, and the 49ers ended up on top of it all. So we have given you everything you need to know about how the 49ers and Chiefs have gotten here. So next, we'll move on straight to the matchup, which we will see this Sunday, the 49ers against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are one-point favorites with an over-under of 54, which shows that it could go either way. The gambling world doesn't really know. Frisbee, what do you think about the line and the over-under? Well, flip a coin here because that's pretty much what the game is. Whoever wins the game is going to uh, cover on either side. Um, the over-under, 54, I mean, that indicates this should be an exciting game, which seems to favor, in my opinion, the Chiefs just because the 49ers are, you know, you're, you've given some good stats, but I think when you think about them, they're more thought of as a defensive team, even though their offense has been one of the more prolific offenses in the league. But I think everybody's hoping for a shootout and a Super Bowl. I think if the, we can agree on one thing, last year's Super Bowl was about as boring as one has ever been. It was just two teams just banging their head against the wall pretty much and kicking field goals the whole time. So we need like a pick-me-up in a Super Bowl this year, yes? I think I remember last year when I was watching the Super Bowl, when I was with my friends, we were laughing. We said if the Rams somehow won that game, we thought their MVP was probably going to be the punter. We, we didn't know who else was going to be MVP. It was Punted like seven times. Yeah, kept pinning the Patriots back. Julian Edelman was the one guy on the Patriots that made a play. Otherwise, the Super Bowl was really just a punt-a-thon until the fourth quarter. And This game should not be that. This game should be a lot more exciting. I would say so. I got a couple things here that I wanted to tell you about this game. Mike Shanahan, who's Kyle Shanahan's father, won Super Bowl 32-33, and 33, I believe, as the coach of the Broncos, right? Right, yeah. If, uh, so his son is Kyle, who's San Francisco's coach, obviously. They're the mm -hmm. first father-son duo to ever coach a Super Bowl uh, as head coaches. Kyle uh, was also the co uh, offensive coordinator of the Falcons, who uh, – had that famous meltdown 28-3 against the Patriots. So he's looking for some redemption from that aspect. Um, also, on the other side of the ball, Andy Reid has the most regular season wins as a head coach of 207 and playoff wins, 14, and appearances, 15, without a Super Bowl win. Did he's, you know that? He's likely due for one, and he gets his big shot this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, also, a couple other things, Super Bowl history. San Francisco is 5-1 and one in Super Bowl history, their, their team. Kansas City, 1-1. One um, they haven't won in 50 years, and San Francisco hasn't won in 25 years, which is pretty interesting. So a long drought for both teams. Someone's is coming to an end. Do you also ironically know that Super Bowl 75, I believe, was also played in Hard Rock Stadium in Miami when I believe Joe Montana was the QB of the 49ers, and they ended up winning that. So someone says, who knows, maybe it's history that's on their side but now it's the 100th season and 49ers are back in the Super Bowl at Hard Rock Stadium. 
That's cool. Another silly fact here. This is the first time that two teams that have almost matching colors will match up against each other. It's going to be a sea of red. It's going to be a lot of red. White (laughs) and yellow and gold. Very similar colors for both teams. And uh, finally, the last uh, little fact here that I got is that uh, Patty Mahomes is tied right now for Kurt with Kurt Warner for the most touchdown passes in their first postseason four postseason games with eleven. So, you, this this I, I, I'm I'm really excited for this game from like multiple aspects, and I think it just all goes back to the disappointment of last year, oh, and yeah. just like this year's game just seems like it's just going to be an awful lot of people. Blowout. A lot of people are going to say last year's teams didn't deserve to be in the Super. Super Bowl, considering the officiating controversy, the Chiefs and Saints were arguably robbed of trips to Super Bowl 53. But now we have the Chiefs against the 49ers. So now on to the matchup with the Kansas City offense versus the San Francisco defense. When that takes the field, Frisbee, who do you think has the advantage? I, I honestly think that the Chiefs have the advantage in this type of game. Um, they have to get off to a good start against the 49ers because if they put themselves in a hole then they are going to be chasing uh, a team that's going to be running the ball a ton so if they get up on them i think it's going to change the dynamic of the whole game and turn it into a passing bonanza which is what everybody wants to see let's be honest not everybody wants to watch the 49ers run the ball 45 times with Mostert and Coleman. They want to see them throwing the ball all over the field. The Chiefs are going to throw the ball all over the field anyways, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, their they're running backs catch the ball well. Tyreek Hill can take the top off that offense. Um, George Kittle uh, from the other side is their main offensive weapon. But Debo Samuel could easily take an end around from uh, Garoppolo to the house. For 30 yards exactly. or so. Exactly. Right? I think, I think like, there's just so many like fun offensive players on this team. I think the coaches are going to be creative. I just hope that there's a lot of uh, passing, a lot of uh, gadget plays going on just uh, to make it exciting. Uh, I, I personally think the Chiefs are just going gonna to win the game, but if, if Kansas City's offensive line doesn't hold off the pass rush long enough, for Mahomes to do his thing, they could be in trouble. But Mahomes is also one of those guys who's like the master of like those improv plays when he gets pushed out of the pocket, throwing the ball with his left hand, you know, firing the ball sidearm all over the field. I think that's an X factor in the game that oh, yeah. like that could make or break the Chiefs. Very few quarterbacks in NFL history really have the type of athletic gifts that Mahomes can do with, like you said, throwing the ball left-handed, getting basically arm-tackled and getting out of it somehow. One of a kind, really. I think the 49ers' defense is really their strong point, but I think the the Chiefs' offense just has all sorts of weapons that can give them problems. And also, the 49ers' defense has been great throughout the year, but they haven't been invincible considering they let up 46 points, I believe, to the Saints. And So they're not necessarily invincible, and I think the Chiefs' offense can give them problems. With the San Francisco offense versus the Kansas City defense, I'm going to say here that the 49ers' offense has the advantage with ways of being creative. The Chiefs' defense is much improved, but I think the 49ers, with their three-headed running attack, and various weapons can cause problems for a Chiefs defense. I mean, as just a football fan, that's the one thing that scares me about this game is that the Chiefs don't have a great run defense. I know they added Suggs to try and shore that up, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, they were getting run all over 
at the beginning of the year. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I do know just from playing fantasy football that anytime somebody was playing the Chiefs, they were, you were starting your running back against them. Mm-hmm. And that lends itself, if that's the type of game that the 49ers get into, like could be, I don't want to call it a boring game because you know their, their running backs are explosive. They put up a ton of points against the Packers, but... We want to see the ball thrown, right? That's what, right. That's, that's what we want to see as fans. At that's least what the I NFL's 21st century is really about, throwing the ball. and. Just so, I mean, I'm just hoping that – I think my gut says that the last team with the ball in this game, it could be the one that wins it. You know, like that's well. the kind of game that it seems like it's setting up to be. Um, you know, whoever has the ball for that last possession could win. And that's what the line says, too. Mm-hmm. The last team with the ball is going to be in a position to win the game. Absolutely. So we have given you everything you need to know in a nutshell about the 2019 season that from the Chiefs and the 49ers, how these teams match up, the over-under, everything we need to know. Now we will give you a final score prediction for me. I'm going with the 49ers by a score of 31-24. to 24. I think it's going to be an offensive bonanza. I think the 49ers have a slightly more complete team with a, with a pretty good defense. Both offenses are going to be prolific and scoring all over the field. I think just for the reason of the 49ers' defense, they have a slightly more complete team. I'm going with the 49ers by a score of 31-24. to 24. Mr. Frisbee, what do you think? Give me the Chiefs, 38-35. I am fully expecting the same type of game that you are, just zero defense being able to be played, at least I hope so. Um, I'm, everyone's a fan of offense, but uh, I'm just seeing Pat Mahomes hoisting the trophy over his head, Andy Reid trying to hoist Patrick Mahomes over his head as well, um, and just getting his first Super Bowl. I think that would be pretty cool. I mean, listen, I'm a Giants fan. Andy Reid was an Eagles coach forever, so it was cool watching them lose when they were getting to big spots. But, you know, as, as a coach myself that uh, is looking to win a championship with my team, 25 years is a long time of uh, waiting for uh, a single team and a head coach that has never won one. Uh, uh, Shanahan is a young guy. Oh, yeah. He's got time to win one. Oh, yeah. I want to see Andy Reid get over that hump and win a championship uh, just, I guess, from a coaching perspective, I want to see the guy get one after seeing how long it's been that he hasn't won one. And then watching me a bunch of hamburgers at the White House when they're celebrating. Apparently that's the spread they put out there is they throw out McDonald's, and it's well known that Andy Reid says he's a you know big fan of that stuff. So And he ate a cheeseburger after they beat the Titans last Sunday and went to bed. That's right. <laughs> well... We have given you everything you need to know about our Super Bowl 54 preview. I'm your host, Andrew Smolar. Thank you, Mr. Frisbee, for coming on my show today. Thanks, Andrew. Have a splendid day. I will. You too.